Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. This week, Nikki and I are delighted to speak with Global Hospitality Ambassador Kevin Reese, Assistant General Manager for Wyndham Kona Coast Resort, nestled along the scenic Kona coastline of Hawaii's Big Island. We discuss current market conditions, his passion for the industry, and his initiative, Hospitality Now, Hospitality Forever Mentorship Program. Enjoy the show. Kevin, welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Thank you. Aloha. Welcome in. So we have a lot to talk about this morning, but what we want to do is, is start first with your hospitality journey. Tell us a little bit about Kevin. Okay. I was, uh, well, born and raised in Michigan. It, uh, about almost 30, it's been 30 years now. God, time flies. Uh, I was living in Michigan. Uh, I knew back even when I was in the sixth and seventh grade that uh, I wanted to work in hospitality. Uh, the only decision was where. It, uh, I mean, I knew it was going to be a warm destination because I don't like the cold weather. But uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, uh, so I'm, I was looking at Florida, Hawaii, Caribbean, Mexico, uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been to Hawaii before. I, uh, the people were just phenomenal when I visited that one time. It, uh, and at that time, uh, you had like the Magnum PI and everything. I mean, you had Hawaii all over the place. It uh, really pushing the islands uh, throughout the mainland. And uh, so uh, when it came time for me to uh, make a decision, hey, where I'm gonna land, uh, I, I looked at the economic situation in each location and Hawaii was, economy was booming at the time. So, uh, and knowing full well, hey, the Aloha spirit, uh, there you get more of an experience maybe out than elsewhere. It, uh, and I think this is where I want to be. So bought a one-way ticket uh, on TWA Airlines. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, now that's a blast from the past, huh? <laughs> and, uh, so uh, wound up in Honolulu and uh, I literally got a job within the first week at the uh, Sheridan uh, Princess Kaiulani Hotel. Uh, I did a myriad of things, uh, helped with the bell desk, uh, uh, helped accounting when they needed it, uh, front desk. So it was kind of a jack of all trades. And then uh, I slowly but surely over the years migrated over to the outer islands. It, uh, Maui, Big Island, Kauai. Uh, I've actually either lived or worked on all six of the, uh, six of the islands here. So uh, that's kind of how it got started. And uh, yeah, no regrets whatsoever. I've enjoyed every minute of the journey. That's awesome. So talk about a little bit about uh, the current market conditions there on the island. Um, we were, uh, in the summertime, we had saw, seen a huge surge in uh, tourism. Uh, people were more or less just pent up in their houses. They wanted to get out and travel. Uh, um, so uh, we were the recipient of that, uh, not only on the big island, but statewide. And then uh, we saw a surge in cases, COVID cases, uh, uh, a couple of months after that, and then I think it was September, uh, the governor made uh, an announcement that uh, he was asking people uh, uh, for essential travel, uh, if possible, not to come to the islands. It, uh, uh, so we could just focus on, so the state could focus on that and get the numbers down. 
And then recently he made an announcement, uh, I want to say it was about two weeks ago, that uh, he said, hey, Hawaii's open again. We were never closed over the last couple of months. It's just that uh, uh, whenever he speaks, obviously people listen. And uh, uh, we saw a, a decline in our occupancy for about a month and a half, two months. But right now, uh, it's back up to where we would expect it to be this time of the year with the holidays approaching. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, some other people, uh, we're... Um, we expect to be in the 90, 100% range from about uh, Thanksgiving till about April 1st of next year. We'll have a, a lull of a couple of weeks here and there in between Thanksgiving and uh, New Year's. But uh, beyond that, uh, things are looking good for us. Uh, we're not going to see uh, the visitors like on Oahu, the Japanese market, because there's still some uh, restrictions that they have to face when they go back home. I believe they have to quarantine for seven days, if I'm not right. mistaken, upon the return. So. Obviously, they're very reluctant to travel because they don't get that much time off, but as I understand it. Wow, that's really something. Yeah, so uh, so where you're at, uh, what's what's the uh, what's kind of the vibe or what's the occupancy uh, uh, like uh, in your area? So we're in Houston and it's been uh, obviously it's been all over the place. We have the largest medical center um, in the world here. So that market has been thriving, obviously. Um, we had the World Series most recently. So that presented some, uh, some boom for us. Um, but being the oil, energy, petroleum capital, um, it's not been so good. Um, we've, we've been struggling. So, because uh, most of our hotels live and die off of corporate business, um, you know, BT and that sort of thing. Right. Um, back in March, we heard a huge sucking sound because all of the conventions canceled. And um, we're just now getting those rebooked, um, not necessarily for 2022, but for years further on. So Nikki's at a downtown property. So Nikki, can you speak to what's going on down there? Sure. And downtown, the downtown area actually does thrive off of the corporate business, just as Robin said. And what we're seeing down there is there's some, but it's really restricted to essential travelers. And even essential travelers, you may have like six rooms a week from you know, one of the major oil and gas players when maybe that used to be 40, 50 rooms a week. So, and then uh, now live shows have returned. So you do have some entertainment and just depending on what that looks like, sometimes that will bring people into downtown. Um, World Series, we were right down the street from uh, Minute Maid uh, Park. So we did, you know, pick up, uh, uh, just, you know, a little hit off of the World Series. But then uh, the citywide, there are, we're up to the last one for 2021. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's really been just holding your breath to see if they cancel. You know, we've had some that canceled within a week of their arrival. And, you know, when you're talking about something that a citywide, and then they're like, oh, we're not coming. You know, there, there is no recovery from something like that. So it's been, it's been really, it's different. The market yeah. is completely different. I feel like 
the leisure traveler, they're still out there and they're doing their thing, but your corporate business, uh, any type of group meetings, just very, very, very small, if any. So yeah, Houston is definitely, uh, the market is struggling right now. Yeah, Yeah, with us, uh, each island uh, has its own mayor. So they, they work hand in hand with the governor, uh, which is located in Honolulu, uh, obviously on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. That, uh, and they monitor the current situation. So if they have to enact uh, uh, more restrictions or rescind them, uh, depending on what the case counts are, uh, they'll do so. Uh, but uh, the thing that's hard for most people here is that uh, there's no consistency throughout the entire state. On Kauai, you could have one set of rules on Maui, you could have another set here, another set. And, and that's kind of the way it is right now. It, uh, uh, some people may disagree with me, it, uh, but uh, having lived in all the islands and being fairly well connected to uh, communities in all these islands, uh, the most restrictive islands right now are definitely Oahu and Maui, in my opinion. Kauai and where I lived here on the Big Island is the least restrictive. We still have, uh, here in the Big Island as an example, uh, uh, you have to uh, like wear a mask when you go inside. You can, uh, and then uh, once you're seated, you can take it off. Uh, mm-hmm. If you uh, hypothetically go through, say, the McDonald's drive-through here, you, you've got to have a mask on when you go to the drop the drive-through window. Otherwise, they're not going to service you. It uh, so um, in group business uh, at the hotels, uh, resorts, uh, it is lagging, and because uh, a lot of the social distancing guidelines that are in place as far as weddings and things like that. Uh, uh, if you have something like a reception inside of a ballroom or something, it, uh, uh, there's still mask mandates in place. And uh, a lot of people are not going to have weddings that, uh, if they can't invite 100, 200 people uh, to come. Uh, obviously, it, uh, if you're having a, uh, a, a beachside uh, wedding ceremony where there's maybe five or six people, of, that's typically not a problem. But normally, it, uh, when you have your weddings in Hawaii, it, they go all out. So then they like to uh, make it memorable. and. So it is a challenge, and hopefully as we get into 2022, uh, uh, we'll see uh, a bit of a turn for the better. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm just ready for it to be, I don't want to say over, but for us to move back. past. Yeah. 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 Come back. Come back. Yeah. Which brings me to my my next question. I know that you are a global hospitality ambassador. I mean, you have you have all the good words about hospitality, and you know we know that the industry is not going away. However, where we are now is is not sustainable. My first question to you is why do you why do you care so much? Why are you, what what well, motivates somebody, somebody you? Had- well, somebody had to give me a chance. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I'll be honest and upfront. I, I'm a, I'm probably if I wanted to go back to school and get my degree in hospitality, I'm probably about a year, maybe a year and a half away from attaining that or obtaining that. Uh, uh, when I got, uh, I had to make a decision. Basically, uh, uh, several years ago, uh, the curriculum that I was in, uh, they were pretty much doing away with it. So uh, I could have transferred to another school. But uh, when it came down to it, I would have had to retake a lot of these courses again. And I wasn't going to invest uh, time and money into this uh, uh, when hospitality pretty much uh, 
and again, don't get me wrong, the degrees help, but uh, as far as having that, uh, that hands-on experience is, you, you can't replace that. So uh, when I got to Hawaii, it, uh, again, somebody had to give me a chance. It, uh, so, uh, and, I, and I remember everybody in the back of my head, like to this day, uh, who was there for me in my time of need. If I said, hey, I, I want, show me how to do this. Show me how to do that. I had the mentors that would take the time. They would invest the energy to show me uh, how to get from point A to point B. It, uh, and they would tell me, hey, what's your long-term goal? I said, I want to be a GM. I want to be, be a vice president, uh, president of a company. And uh, so uh, the, uh, and going through this pandemic, like we have, it uh, is only uh, enhanced my thought process as far as, hey, uh, people were good to me throughout the course of the year. The least I can do is return the favor. It uh, share the knowledge and the insight that I have. Some people may not agree with me. That's fine. It, uh, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, just like anything in life, uh, some people agree, some people disagree. But, uh, but again, uh, I'd like to think that uh, Hawaii is one of, if not the tourism mecca of the world. I mean, that's, that's not my words. That's words that you hear frequently from many people in the business that uh, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But, uh, but as far as, uh, the people that have given me the opportunity it, uh, uh, to this day, I can't thank them enough. It, uh, they, they could have discarded me and said, you know what, you're not going to forget it. It's just not going to work. And, uh, but I, I go back to my days like at Hilton Waikoloa, which at the time was a 1,242 room property on the Kohala coast here on the Big Island. Princess Kailani, 1,140 rooms, I believe. Weston Maui, uh, 742 rooms. I worked for some private companies as well. Uh, and like, uh, and I worked for uh, Starwood, Fairmont for a short time, companies like that. So I'm just deeply indebted to these people and, and I wanna be able to give back. It, uh, and again, uh, uh, some people may think uh, maybe my uh, approach uh, to a certain degree, maybe unorthodox, some doing it differently than the status quo, but uh, we need that right now. We, we can't be going, we can't be doing things the way they've been done for the last 15, 20, 30 years. If we continue to do that, this this industry will never recover. It, uh, as sad as it is to say that, it, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of great people that uh, that eat, uh, breathe, and sleep this uh, industry, it, uh, and they want to continue on. I mean, I hope to work in this business for another 15 to 20 years. I mean, it, uh, and everything else. I mean, I've, I love the business. I like the people I interact with. It, uh, and again, uh, once you get it in your blood, it's it's hard to get it out. It's like uh, <laughs> it's, it, uh, people just unless you've been in the business, you just don't understand it. Uh, so that that's what I'm trying to convey in my messages on LinkedIn. People that I talk to, and and I think it's resonated with many. It certainly did with me. Um, I remember a post that you wrote about seventy plus people that you know personally are giving up their hospitality careers and going into other industries. So my first question is, what is it that they're getting in those other industries that they're not getting in hospitality? In many respects, more stability. It, uh, the, uh, right now, uh, hospitality, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's, uh, it's one of, if not the most unstable industries that are out there right now. And it, I don't like saying that, but uh, hey, I'm, I'm all about truth and transparency. It, uh, I'm gonna tell you the way it is. It, uh, 
and and if I ever if I misspeak or something, it, uh, I'll I'll be the first one to acknowledge my mistake. But uh, but based on the people that I talk to on the phone, Zoom calls, you name it, it uh, I mean, you just gave a excellent oversight as far as what the conditions are like in the Houston area. It uh, I talk to people on the East Coast, West Coast, over in Fiji, Australia. I mean, I, I got connections all around the world. I've I've been fortunate to travel to a number of countries and they're telling me the same thing. Oh, we're still in lockdown. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. It's going to be another year or so before we get hopefully back on our feet. And uh, so that that's what it's about for me. And here's, here's something that um, kind of resonated with me from one of your posts and being in this business, we all know it, but uh, the long hours poor work-life balance, childcare responsibilities, concerns about getting COVID, uh, being poorly compensated, and, and just a, other reasons that have led to what is being termed as the great resignation. And this is a conversation that I find myself having with people as being a long-term hospitality person, we all know this. I've raised my kids in this industry. We've all been through this, but some, something changed in, in this time period of this pandemic that really turned a light on for a lot of people and made them have to look at it. Yeah, and I think uh, with that, uh, and again, not to politicize things or anything else, but uh, I mean, we all started this I mean, nationwide. It was 14 days to flatten the curve. I mean, uh, and then next thing you know, it, it went into 30 days, then it was six months, then a year. And it, the longer people were home wondering, are, well, hey, what's my next step going to be? What does my future look like? A lot of these people start thinking to themselves, hey, I've got a lot of insight. I, I know something about this. I could start my own business and probably be successful doing this. I can work from home. It's mm -hmm. a, I mean, I can do this. I can do that. And, uh, and again, the other thing, too, is that a lot of these People, uh, whether they've been in their, with their companies a year, 10 years, 20 years, it, uh, they felt like they were just discarded at a moment's notice. It, uh, because the moment that whole thing came out with 14 days to flatten the curve, many companies decided to uh, furlough people uh, just to uh, save on payroll. And, and I get it, being an operations person myself, it, uh, I, I mean, some companies are better off than others. Uh, and, and again, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're not on solid financial ground, uh, Sometimes you have to take certain measures, but uh, but I think some people in some companies pulled the trigger quicker than they probably should have. I mean, uh, they. But hindsight being twenty twenty, the fact that uh, we're what uh, 18, 19 months into this now, it uh, something like that, and many municipalities still haven't recovered. Uh, it, it's tough, and uh, but I think yeah. what it comes down to is a lot of people had time to think what the second part of their life or wherever the even if they're in their first part, it, uh, uh, what it's going to look like. They want to be in control and uh, they don't want to go back to work. And then two months later, they're being told by their bosses, oh, sorry, we're going to have to furlough you or lay you off again. It, uh, so it, it all comes down to stability. It all comes down to, hey, I've got a family to look after. I've got to put food on the table. Where's that going to come from? It, uh, that is, it yeah, that is so true. I'm getting some feedback. Yeah, that is um, absolutely. That yeah, there we go. That is absolutely correct. Uh, and that even 
when I was interviewing for a job, I was thinking the last thing I want to do is go back and then they're okay, well, this isn't shaking out like we thought it would. So now we have to send you back home, even though nothing is, is certain. I just, it, it was like, we're in this industry. It's great. You know, people love hotel people. <laughs> people do. They love hotel people. But the first sign of trouble, it, it's like they cleared the place out. Mm-hmm. You know, we went from a full staff to there was 12 managers. There were 12 of us there running the entire property. And in what felt like overnight, you know, it, it happened so fast. I had literally gone to a trade show, got back to work on Monday, Monday afternoon. It was, okay, we need you all to go to a four-day work week. By that Friday, half of my sales team was gone. Well, and, it, and, that's, yeah, and, and that's where uh, uh, it's disheartening because uh, I know uh, I have no problem telling you uh, the company I work for, Wyndham, it, uh, they, they stepped up. They stepped up big time. It, uh, whereas uh, they, uh, yes, we had to furlough some people, but uh, they still paid their healthcare. They still, uh, uh, they did many things for the associates that maybe some of these other companies did not. It, uh, they, uh, I mean, as soon as uh, uh, we got the all clear that we knew things were going to be a little bit better here in Hawaii, that we called these people back. It, uh, I mean, the good thing with us here, like, uh, because the property that, that I see and work with uh, is considered to be timeshare. It, uh, but we also have the rental component as well, where people can book through Expedia, booking.com and things like that. So a lot of the revenue that is generated on our property comes in the form of maintenance fees, which we typically get at the first of each year. So when this thing hit in what, March, I think it was March 16th of last mm-hmm. year, uh, yeah. uh, we already had a lot of our revenue. It, uh, people had already paid their maintenance fees. That, uh, so any uh, residual income that we got from uh, like booking.com or rentals, that that was just extra money. It, uh, I guess that's how you would want to look at it, I guess. But uh, whereas if you work for uh, like just regular hotels where you're strictly relying on uh, occupancy, the, the moment you have these mass cancellations, you can go from being 90% to having nobody there and there's no revenue coming in. Yeah, so, absolutely. Because uh, I remember uh, uh, people that I've, that I've spoken with and uh, I, and I've worked in all sectors of this business, but uh, uh, if there's one area to be in uh, during an economic downturn, downturn, you probably want to be working in timeshare at, uh, uh, because on the operation side, it, uh, because again, you've got the revenue coming in at the first part of the year. It, uh, uh, they may be able to withstand uh, certain economic downturns, it, uh, but no, nobody saw this coming, obviously, it, uh, and, uh, at least for this length. And uh, so from that standpoint, it's, it's been really good. But Wyndham in general, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. It's like they could have easily said, you know what? We can't do this. It, uh, they stepped up to the plate and uh, they've, uh, they continue to pay everyone's health care. Uh, they, uh, they're bringing back people as quickly as they possibly could at uh, furlough. So no, I've, I have nothing but good things to say about the company I work for. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause everybody didn't do that. And everybody wasn't in a position to do that, you know, but as we look back, what is it that we can learn from this? You know, uh, what can companies do next time that would uh, not have folks at home 
so disgruntled and, and salty about the way things were handled. Well, it's, I know uh, some companies, uh, uh, I guess the phrase put all their eggs in one basket. It, uh, I mean, uh, but from the standpoint of uh, uh, just looking at it, uh, making sure that uh, you're properly staffed, making sure that, uh, again, you're treating the people right. It, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's, part, that's probably most of it right there. It's like uh, people want to know that when they come into a work, uh, hey, they're going to be respected, that they're going to be uh, treated fairly, they're going to be compensated fairly. And that's all anybody wants. It doesn't matter if it's hospitality, healthcare, retail, whatever the case may be. It, uh, they just want to be treated fairly. It, uh, I mean, anybody that's been in the business for a while that's gone through, say, 9-11, the financial meltdown, and now COVID, it uh, understands that they... Uh, it has its peaks and valleys. The, the hospitality industry does, but uh, but again, uh, I think the way this was initially handled by many companies uh, just left a bad taste in the people's mouths. It, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not here to throw people under the bus or anything. That's not what I'm about. It, uh, but again, uh, if we've learned anything, it, it's that uh, hey, how you're treated, how your managers treat your line employees, how the the GM, the VP treat people, that will go a long way as far as helping you retain associates uh, attracting new talent because in the age of social media that's what it's all about it's like uh i mean you can go from knowing nobody to knowing hundred thousand people basically in the span of no time at all i mean you guys have probably got uh, uh a significant reach as far as the people that uh, that you speak with or reach with your show and uh, you have a voice i mean and that's what it's about it uh, and i consider myself to be a voice for a lot of the uh people in the business, maybe they don't have one. It's like, uh, I, I wanna be able to say, hey, you know what, uh, hey, based on what I know, it's gonna get better and it, and it will. But uh, but again, it starts with, you gotta treat people right. And again, uh, if that would have happened at the outset uh, uh, when all this went down, it, uh, I think a lot of people would have been maybe more receptive to come back, but, but there's a lot of them that, I think they were looking for a reason to uh, venture into other industries or maybe go, go it alone on the, in their own business. And, this was the perfect opportunity or obviously the perfect storm to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Go ahead, Nikki. Okay. I was getting weird, but no, I was just going to say, I think that um, you're right in that people never had time. You know, you've never had uh, two months, four months, six months to think, you know, that thing that I like doing, I'm going to explore that or who oh, I love Amazon. Let me see what it's like to, to drive the truck for them. But I think people or, Hey, I like my family. I'm rarely home for dinner, but you know what? They're okay. I like being here. So I, I think that things changed for people in a lot of ways during this time. And, you know, it, almost a reset. And yes, I'm sad to see people that will not return to us because like, I mean, I believe in the Houston market, we have some amazing hospitality people, people that are truly one of a kind uh, that do their thing. And, you know, maybe they won't come back. And I think that's what's, you know, but then it also gives way to the next generation of hospitalitarians. Mm -hmm. You know, no, they'll, they'll be the ones. And, uh, 
because I've seen some posts recently where people say, oh, maybe we need to turn it over to the next generation. There is a lot of truth in that. It's like, but still though, it, uh, but the, uh, the current generation, I mean, this new generation that they talk about it, that have not had the experiences that say that, that I have you, mm -hmm. Bob, and so forth. It, uh, it's, uh, and again, uh, just like I learned from the previous generation, I hope to be able to, uh, to uh, show this uh, next generation of hoteliers, hey, hey, what's worked in the past, maybe what hasn't, it, uh, then they can learn from that and move on. And, uh, but again, like I said, I, I hope to be in this business for another 15 or 20 years. It, uh, I, I mean, uh, I love the business. But, uh, uh, I've got family that worked uh, as an example at the, uh, uh, in Michigan for the uh, car companies on the assembly line for 40, 45 years. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> the, the money's great. Uh, I, I mean, teach their own, uh, but I'm the type of person it, uh, that I've got to be doing something different every day. I've got to be out there meeting people, uh, being doing something, doing something where no two days are alike, I guess that's the best way to put it. it uh, and, and that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me motivated because uh, every day that I come in, uh, in the office, it's like, uh, it's something new. It's like, uh, okay, how am I going to fix this? Or how am I going to do that? It, uh, that's what I enjoy about the business. And then I, I could meet uh, somebody from uh, Texas, uh, Australia, whatever. It, uh, and, and those are the interactions that I enjoy as opposed to just uh, doing the same thing repetitively day in and day out. And again, no disrespect to the people that do that. It, uh, that that's just my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, no two days are alike. I mean, I remember there was a time, you know, people would find out, oh, you, you've you been working for Marriott for 20 years. And it's like, yeah, oh my gosh, your job is must be so interesting. You must meet so many people. Um, you get to travel. And now you tell people that you work in hospitality or the hotel business. They're like, oh, <laughs> well, you know, when I stayed in, in Phoenix, the resort fee was $25, you know, and and the pool was closed. And so now it's just like, everybody's complaining about something. And, you know, I just wanna bring back, like Nikki would say, some of the magic, you know, yes. of hospitality, greeting a group when they come in, um, uh, meeting the, the mother of the bride and, and, and working out details for, for an event. Um, how do we encourage those that are still that are still on property, um, some of those folks that may have not had the time um, during the pandemic, those that have just been working ever since, and they're and they're tired. How do we keep them encouraged? What do they need? Um, support. It starts all with support, and it, it starts at the top. It. Uh, I mean, uh, I've always lived by the golden rule. Hey, you're only as good as the people above you. If, the, if they're giving you the support and the resources to do your job effectively, if they're, uh, if they're approving uh, your vacation request, maybe not all the time, uh, maybe they have to decline one, one once in a while, but if for the most part, they're approving your, your time off, whether it's for a couple of days, a week here and there, uh, that speaks volumes about the leadership. And it's like, uh, because uh, if people hear that, oh, you're going to approve my... And if they're short staffed and they're approving it off, approving this, this time off, then they're going to think, well, the manager's probably going to step in and help do my job, which is what we do at our property. It's like, uh, I mean, we've, we've got people that 
we've approved vacations for. It's like, uh, I mean, we like anybody else. I mean, uh, we're looking for associates. I mean, we're not as bad maybe as some other properties, but still though, it, uh, there's certain departments that we, we're looking for help. And uh, right. again, right. uh, I tell our, direct, our department managers, I mean, approve it. Uh, unless it's something that's really major that we can't do it, approve it because uh, the sanity, it, uh, the health uh, of the associates uh, is top priority. And uh, that's uh, that's the way I look at it. And uh, and again, as far as um, just keeping them motivated, it, uh, doing little things. I mean, I go to stand-ups uh, as often as I can. Uh, uh, I try to get there, uh, if not uh, every day, at least a couple times a week, whether it's housekeeping, maintenance, and uh, uh, the visibility. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, what the last thing these people want to see, meaning the hourly employees, is... Uh, is the big boss is sitting behind a computer for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. It's like not being visible. And it's like, uh, cause in the back of their mind, it's like, oh, they're uh, maybe they're on a Zoom call or something like that. But, and again, GMs, VPs, they've all got tough jobs. I mean, uh, I can attest to that. I've been in these positions, but, uh, but still though, uh, now more than ever, you have to be out there. You have to be visible with, to your staff. You have to be able to pitch in and do whatever you can. And, uh, and many GMs, VPs, they, they do that right now. And uh, the ones that do that are the ones that are doing well. The ones that are just sitting in their office at, uh, and uh, letting their department managers uh, sink or swim, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, uh, those are the ones that are struggling. Who needs to deliver the message to the leadership that's above property? But, uh, well, that, uh, well, that starts uh, basically uh, from like the like regional VPs. At the, that'll start with like... Uh, Vice President of Operations at the corporate office. And uh, I can tell you that uh, we have regional calls uh, literally every month at the, with the, uh, for the GMs, AGMs. At the, and not long ago, uh, we've gotten the department managers involved with it. So they, they get to see and hear firsthand what's going on. At the, I know having worked at some other companies, um, they, they pretty much just have the GMs in these calls, which I think is a mistake. It, uh, I mean, the, there's a lot of expectations on these GMs. That, uh, and again, uh, it's great that these other department managers and AGMs, they can hear it with their own ears and they can interpret it however they want uh, as opposed to hearing it second wind from their bosses. It, uh, and again, uh, no disrespect to GMs or anybody else, but that's, that's what has to happen. And uh, so I, I applaud Wyndham for doing that. It, uh, I think a lot of other companies, if they're not doing it, uh, need to follow suit in some way, shape or form. It, uh, just so they bring uh, everyone into the mix. But, uh, because the, mo- the moment they do that, I think you'll see the communication improve but, uh, and the people say, wow, they, I'm, in, I'm being included in this. It's like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm at, uh, I feel like I'm part of the team. Because right now, some people don't feel that. It, uh, and that's where the problems come in. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, as we wrap, you have two really cool things coming up. Um, you have a LinkedIn Live panel that you're putting together and also you have your hospitality now hospitality forever uh mentorship program talk about those two things because they're very exciting hospitality now hospitality forever uh it was something that i just i was thinking about uh not too long ago uh, on a day off and it's like uh what can we do to uh educate uh uh, get these people uh, up to speed on things in hospitality, people that want to make it a career. It, uh, 
And again, I know a ton of people, uh, not only in Hawaii, but worldwide where they would love nothing more than to take people under their wings and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to help you get here. It, uh, and I mean, whether it's Wyndham, Hilton, Hyatt, Marriott, you name it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of companies, uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to recently say, hey, I want to participate. They, uh, they said, hey, uh, because uh, if we show the interest and we show that we're, uh, we want them to uh, succeed in their career, that this will open, hopefully open up the floodgates to uh, get people to apply for these positions. And, uh, and again, I think that's where the industry uh, has, needs a reboot or need, we need to look at it uh, from a big picture standpoint that uh, mentorship is, has always been critical, but uh, more so now than ever before. It, uh, we, we've got to get these, this new generation uh, under our wings. We have to show them the way. It, uh, I mean, they learn a lot and if they go to hospitality school and everything, the Cornells of the world and everything, it's fantastic. It's like, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that. I've taken some of their courses and everything over the years. It, uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about the hands-on experience. And if you have this experience, like in my case, I've been doing this for 30 years. It, uh, uh, I, I wanna be able to uh, show them this, tell them how to get to the point where they wanna be. So uh, uh, having the right mentors in place, uh, people that want to invest the time and energy into this, showing the next generation, I think will benefit everybody. It, uh, small companies, large corporations, you name it. I love that. And then your uh, LinkedIn Live panel. Yeah, the, uh, just trying to, uh, actually I'm gonna be having a couple, I wanna have a couple different ones, uh, uh, but the one you're referring to is uh, uh, more or less uh, getting people uh, up to speed as far as what, what we can do to attract people to, the pros, the pros of the hospitality industry. It, uh, um, and again, uh, with the panel that I'm in the process of assembling right now, I think uh, uh, we're gonna do some great things. And, uh, and again, uh, I, I prefer to have some people on the panel that uh, uh, one or two people from each department uh, in operations, sales and marketing, food and beverage, you name it, it uh, that could shed their own light and insight into what's going on in the business because Obviously, as an example, the Houston market's a lot different than what it is here in Hawaii. It, uh, and I think when it's all said and done, that uh, yeah, if it if it requires us to do it uh, on multiple occasions, I'm more than happy to do it. it uh, I was ecstatic when LinkedIn granted me the access to that uh, when I applied for it, and uh, and again, I, I want to make the best use out of it. In other words, communicating to the people that want to be in this business to uh, uh, to stay in it long term. It uh, because we need good quality people. It, uh, and again, like I said, once hospitality is in your blood, you really don't want to leave it. it uh, and, and like I said, that's, uh, that's kind of uh, the, the long and short of it anyway. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And the work you're doing is very important uh, to all of us. And I agree, once you once you're in hospitality, I feel like you can never get out. Even even when you want to leave, it somehow pulls you back in. <laughs> it's true. Even when you think you want to leave, it will pull you back in. Um, and there's there's so many opportunities in our business. I, I can't I can't imagine going somewhere and doing the same thing every day. I just I, I don't know that. I don't know what that's like. And hospitality definitely affords those opportunities for those who 
you know, who can, I, I call it freestyling. I go to work and I freestyle and, and cause I have lots of things happening all the time, but thank you again so much for coming on and chatting with us this afternoon. And we'll certainly be looking for your live. And I love that saying hospitality now, hospitality forever, because it, that, that is truly what it is. It, it really embodies is. it. Yeah. yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah, the both of you, you're going to have to do a, do a remote show from here in Hawaii at some point. So when that time comes, uh, let me know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm there. I'll let you guys go. The, uh, I mean, the thing for me at uh, working at a property that's near the ocean, I mean, uh, you get to smell the salt air. It, the, the sun and everything day in and day out. It, uh, I mean, it does wonders for you. I mean, everybody's got their own thing. It, uh, some people like the snow and everything else, but, uh, but again, uh, here in Hawaii, it's like, uh, I mean, hospitality is what drives the economy out here. And yeah. when the economy, uh, when hospitality is thriving, not only in Hawaii, but elsewhere, uh, normally all other industries are doing well. So that's what we, we've got to get back on our feet. We've got to make sure that uh, uh, we get as many people back in this industry as possible because there's a lot of people out there that want to work in this business uh, that maybe have been unemployed and uh, are being ghosted or what have you. But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're going to come back. Uh, I'm confident of that. And, and I know I'm going to do my part and I know the both of you are going to do your part as well. Well said, uh, we so, like it. Yeah. Thank you so much again. Oh, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. Aloha and mahalo. Aloha. Mahalo. Oh, mahalo. Take it. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality, that's our business.